Hello, everybody. Welcome to today, and welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie, and I talk to heroes about what excites them, and we also talk about the supernatural, because everything is real. I'm so very excited for this week's hero, Lacey Free. Lacey is a holographic healer, poet, energy reader, death doula, performance artist, herbalist, and has her own podcast, Four Pop. H-O-A-R Pod. This episode is jam-packed with the coolest info about jumping timelines, how to work within and out of the matrix, how to use, find, and live happily with your magic powers, and a lot about how to heal and be your own guide. I really love Lacey and can't wait for y'all to get your mind blown. To learn more about her or to book a reading or session with her, please go to her Instagram, Lacey is free. And now, Please welcome to your head and heart, Lacey Free. Hi. Hello. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for coming here. I'm such a super huge fan of your brain. Um, and, uh, and I guess I have, I have like, like four pages of notes of things to ask you. So I, I, th- I kind of was like, should write all this down and then not look at it at all and just talk to you. <laughs> but um, I guess maybe um, like the people that listen to this podcast, I don't even know who they are or if there are any, but I feel like maybe an introduction that you give of you and the work you do might be a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I'm Lacey Free. I I'm really bad at introductions. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I'm just the worst at it. I'm a poet and performance artist. I'm an energy reader, but mostly I feel like I transmute trauma. I do a lot of transmuting trauma through sexual energy. Um, and I think sexual energy is so much bigger than the physical act of sex. I kind of started it in this realm because I was accidentally jumping timelines. So I was entering totally different universes. I was a kid who grew up with meth addict parents. And then I feel like I jumped a timeline and ended up working in Alaska. From there, I traveled globally. I became a birth doula and death doula. And um, I feel like our best healing is when we're not afraid of the dark, when we can jump into the underworld and explore the shadows that are a reflection of us. And I'm excited about what's happening in the world right now, even though there's a tremendous amount of pain, because I feel like we are getting an opportunity to destroy one world and create a new world. Totally. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess like uh, so many things already, but, uh, yeah, the last year, um, and a half, like I got super, super sick. Um, not, not from anything. Like I got every test and everything. And it was just like, uh, yeah, you're going to need surgery. We're going to need this. We're going to need that. And then it just like, was just emotional. Like I had just sponged up everything and kept it in my like stomach. And, and it was just like, but it, going through that made me like open up my mind. Um, and I guess that that's like, yeah, as I guess when you say like sexual energy, I wonder if you can um, t- 
talk about that, like your stomach and your body, yeah. and how, how you store stuff and how you help like move it. Because I didn't know you're supposed to move emotions through you. I thought you're supposed to like, ah, I'll just keep it. Don't worry. You don't have to worry. Like, I don't want you to be sad. I'll just hold it. Um, yeah. and so I think people don't know you're supposed to move your emotions. So can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is first feeling the emotion and we think sex is just the physical act of sex, but a lot of our digestive system, our stomach has so much to do with our sexual energy. It holds our root chakra and our sacral chakra and our sacral chakra has a lot to do with who we are as creators in this realm. And I would argue that um, most people have creator energy within them. And I think right now the world can feel extremely devastating in so many ways, but I truly believe we signed a sort of blueprint with our higher self, with the galactic realm to be here right now. And I think a lot of us are waking up to superpowers and codes. And one way of doing that is going through the body. I feel like we have cellular memory within our body. There's so much to the energy field surrounding the physical body. And I think a lot of our pain bodies are coming to the surface right now. Right. And Eckhart Tolle in A New Earth talks about the pain body. And the way I see it, it's is that when we go through some sort of trauma or hard experience and we're not able to fully feel it or it's not a safe environment, for us to fully feel it, that pain sort of stacks up in our energy field and becomes its own sort of entity, its own sort right. of pain body. And the stomach can be such a divine messenger because it's so connected to our intuition. And through like, I do energy readings and I tap into the energy field around the body and the physical body to like unlock timelines. And when people are going through stomach issues, it has a lot to do with how we're digesting the environment around us. Right. And if it doesn't feel like on an emotional level, if it doesn't feel safe for us to consume and digest what's happening in our external environment, it's hard for our physical body to break down the nutrients that we're eating. Right. It actually creates a sort of anxiety on the physical realm. And what I mean by that is if you are someone, and a lot of people are psychic and don't realize it. Yeah, that's like, sorry, but that's a huge thing I, I think is happening now is because everyone, whether or not they're feeling it or experiencing it, or have gone through trauma every day for like the last year and a half of just Completely. like reality has shifted. It's scary. They don't know what's safe. And like, I think people are going to walk outside and be like, wait, I can feel what he's feeling. Like, what's that? And it's like, that's yeah. psychic. like your feet, like energy, like people couldn't feel each other's energy, but now that they kind of know what their energy is, I think everyone's about to be like, Oh, what's going on? Like, I can feel all these things that aren't me, you know? Um, totally, completely. And I, and I believe, um, 
sometimes when you talk about the magic around it, it sounds like you're like COVID's not real. And I totally believe COVID's real, but I think there's an element to it that we're unhooking from the matrix right now. Right. And, and I feel like the matrix is having an equal and opposite reaction to us trying to unhook from it. Meaning it's like stirring shit up and and I, cool. <laughs> and I feel like when we're unhooking from it, part of what's allowing us to unhook from the matrix or the 3D or the grind capitalistic reality, whatever you want to call it, part of unhooking from that is tapping into our own powers. And I feel like we've been under this collective delusion yeah. that we aren't powerful as individuals or a collective. Right. And by believing we're not powerful, we've, it's been easier for us to give up our power to authority or to the government. But I think we are all like all of our superpowers are turning on fucking hardcore right yeah. now, totally. but we may not like totally perceive it because we are being isolated from each other. Right. Totally. Well, I think also like it's, it feeds into the whole system for us to not be powerful, but it also it is easier. And I think part of what you, uh, your idea of the masculine energy and stuff, I feel like that, like people have been told, like especially boys have been told what it means to be who they are. And if you deviate from that, you're like weird or wrong and all this stuff. And I feel like part of what seems like it's turning is that like the idea of your gender, you know, and, and your masculinity is like, it's up to you and it doesn't matter. And we're all, all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. but I, I feel like that, like, can you talk a little bit about that? Like maybe how maybe that relates somehow to like all of this stuff? Yeah, I feel like for the matrix to thrive, it's been in the energy of toxic masculinity. And when I say masculinity, I, I'm purely talking about the energy of masculine and feminine, not gender. So I believe that the matrix has thrived under a toxic masculinity rule, like toxic masculinity ru rules the dollar, our healthcare system, the government. And in 2019, I was on a couple of podcasts and Jessa Reed was like, yeah, the masculine's dying. And her and I kind of came together and found each other at that time. And we're like, oh, fuck, the masculine's about to die. And people are going to wake up rapidly. And then a few months later, COVID hit. Justice saw it as glitter coming down. Um, but as this toxic masculinity structures are dying, there's parts of our identity and energies that are dying and being reborn on an individual physical and energetic level. And I feel just as a healer and as a witch right now, I feel like it's so important to hold the parts in us that are masculine and to hold the masculine, hold them in their masculine, hold them in their feminine and hold space for them because these structures have hurt all people, no matter what gender we are. So you think uh, this is just like a messy time of the matrix unlocking or what did you say? That we're unhooking from oh, the matrix. Oh, we're unhooking from it. Yeah, okay. 
I believe that um, being like, this is so weird, but I believe being a human is sort of a myth. Not that we don't have these physical bodies, but I believe it's a myth that we're all the same. Um, I think a lot of times, even in our healthcare system, it's very generalized. And even our blood type says so much about our magic and who we are. And there's so little we actually know about the physical body and the energy field. But I believe that there's angels incarnated as humans right now. I believe that there's fae and fairies incarnated and appear as humans right now, aliens, witches, magical dwarves, elves. And I believe that the matrix has been sort of sucking our superpowers, sucking our energy, and that we've sort of opted into that. And COVID feels like sun energy waking us up, like this bright light waking us up to that we, and I call it gods, I believe we're gods, meaning that we are autonomous beings that create our own reality, but it's really hard to do that when you're um, dependent on the matrix. Totally. Well, I think, I mean, also we've been programmed to believe these things that aren't real, like, especially if you think about healthcare is like, they invented this idea of like, um, obesity is a disease that you take pills for, not something where you change your diet. Like that is like mind blowing that nowhere in our healthcare system do they tell you to nourish yourself with food, which is like bonkers. Like I didn't even, I didn't even think of that until, or I didn't even pay attention to the food I ate because I was like, yeah, oh no, whatever, just like put it in your body, you're hungry. But then I was like, oh, that's the stuff that literally feeds you. And they don't teach you that like anywhere. And it's just like, I mean, I think there's, um, you wanna go down, Tommy? <laughs> there's this dog right here. <laughs> Sit down and relax. Um, yeah, I think like maybe there's other cultures and countries that do you sustain yourself with the food that makes sense and it's tradition. And even if it's not totally healthy food, it's of your, tradition and of your heritage and lineage and stuff and it's like here yeah just the fact that you take medicine to like deal with your diet is very very strange and uh yeah yeah and just like there's stuff yeah that we're not on autonomous beings we have no control over our health yet it's like literally that's we feed ourselves every day um, and we make choices and it's so hard to see that. Cause that's one of the biggest, I think yeah. here is just like, and you know, and so many people suffer from, and I, me too, like every day to, instead of, yeah, instead of it being like all these, like, Oh, what, an, what a, uh, what's it called? What an opportunity to <laughs> feed myself with like some wonderful, like healthy stuff. It's like, Ugh, what am I going to eat? Like, you know, and I used to choose what I ate just based on like what was about to go bad. And it's like just that cycle of like, oh, look in my fridge, what's about to go to bad. It's like, that's not good for you either. Like, you, you know, like, um, and I saw on your, I saw on your website <laughs> that you, what did you say? You, um, 
sorry, that you work with, what you work with, like herbs? herbs. Yeah, can yeah. you talk about that? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I see herbs sort of as spirit guides and that they carry their own energy. And not every herb is for everybody either. And I also want to say no shame to anyone. We're all going through this energy of kind of popping in and out of the matrix right yes. now. So I don't so I don't want to claim like that I'm completely out of it, but I do believe like I can jump timelines and I believe other people can too. But growing up, my brother was severely disabled. He had skin grafts over 90% of his body. And he had over a hundred surgeries before he was two. So when we, and I was two years older than him, but we spent a lot of time living in the hospital. Um, and the hospital was sort of like in the inner city. And we'd have to do like hospital housing. And we would just, and my brother only ate hospital food for years. And it was insane how sick just the hospital food alone yeah. can make you. Like they give you food with dyes and sugars and very little like organic yeah. vegetables, especially in the 90s. No, totally. And I think that I was always curious of the energy of food. Because there was so much trauma happening around me when I was little, I think it helped turn on my superpowers as a means of survival. And I think that's what happens to a lot of kids who've been severely traumatized is your other instincts sort of kick in as a coping mechanism. And one of those for me was really just discovering herbs. I would talk to imaginary people and what I call my guides. And I really believe they showed me herbs. And I had a great grandma who was an herbalist, but she lived states away. And she would come visit sometimes. And I feel like she could just sort of sense that something wasn't good with my brother and I. And she would leave me like herbs and tinctures oh, and wow. salts to put under like flower essences to put in my mouth. And then I, I just knew even when I was little that I was going to work with these, that they were medicine. And then as a teenager, seeing that we fucking kill weeds with chemicals and it's insane because weeds... <laughs> There's weeds that are anti-cancerous. There's weeds with tons of antioxidants. Dandelion root is so good for the blood and the liver. Um, and I loved dandelions as kids, but like we were literally taught that they were like evil, like something yeah. was bad with them. That's so interesting. Yeah, and each plant sort of has its own alchemy and magic. So each plant not only has attributes for the physical body, but it does for spells as well. Yeah, so I just, because now we're not on tour anymore. So I have my first plant that I got like one year ago, uh, like four days ago, one year ago. And then, um, and then I got this elephant ear plant that's growing these mushrooms. Uh, I, it's just like, they're all like, it's so amazing. What's, you know, what's happening with plants and stuff. And I totally, 
I believe that they like call to you and tell you stuff for sure. And just like, it's intuitive if you listen to it. But I guess the question I have for you is your, you, you call them guides, like, and I, on Jess's podcast, you said that you heard them since you were like a baby as like, did you, was it like, cause I'm just starting to figure that out. It's like, oh, hey, that's not me. Like, and it's just so it's constant. And I had no idea. I was like, I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was me. Um, but how did you, I guess, are you so like, how do you discern what they are um, from yourself? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. <laughs> and it's really about connecting to your, first of all, I feel like the matrix has little tricks to kind of trick us out of our superpowers. Yeah. And one of those tricks is overstimulation. When our brain is overstimulated, we we can't discern from our thoughts and spirits thoughts. So one way is just like cut, as annoying as that sounds, it's like cutting out um, stimulation for a while. The gut has a lot to do with it, feeling safe in the environment. I would say if you're not sure, if you're like hearing for anyone who's listening, if you're not sure if you can hear your guides, I would like comfort yourself in knowing that it really sounds like, yo, what's up? (laughs) And often it's just our thoughts or I see herbs as spirit guides. So when herbs show up for certain people, like if I'm doing a reading for someone, they might get nettle or raspberry leaf as their herb. And nine times out of 10, when I give someone their herb, they're like, oh, I just noticed nettle for the first time where I picked up dandelions on my walk today. And it's because your guides are already attracted to you. Like they're already there. Yeah. And I would just talk to them and then listen for synchronicities. So sometimes I go through my own shit and I'm like, I feel like my magic is turned off right now. What is happening? So I'll just sort of talk out loud and then sit and then release it. So like sit in meditation and then release the idea of needing to hear back from someone. And then- That's so cool. (laughs) Yeah. And then I feel like it ends up showing up like in song lyrics or in time or numbers. And if you start to sense something like you hear a certain song and you feel it in your body, like that's saying something to me right now. Look at everything else that's happening around you. I think one of the biggest things is we're not taught to look around, like look in our body like songs are just a huge synchronicity for me sometimes like numbers are for people like 11 11 yeah that one's that numbers are definitely my thing for sure or one yeah yeah (laughs) that's cool yeah and I feel like it's sort of like a sign so like 11 11 happens and then tune in how does my body feel right now what songs on the radio what am I watching? Who am I next to? And you'll, it's like a book that you can continually change the pages of to like hear more. That's super cool. I actually, I wanted to ask you about one thing is on Saturday, I went to go look at whales. I went to Monterey and I've been like, just like this super 
I dream about whales like four times a week. Just like I love staring in water and like, and I've never seen whales before. I've seen dolphins, but it was like, I know you uh, have whale experience and we saw <laughs> um, humpback whales and they did the like, um, they, yeah, they lunch <laughs> ate for an hour and we were just like watching them for an hour. And it was crazy, but um, this is a, such a pointless story, but I was like, no, I love it. <laughs> talking to my friend, I was like feeling really bad about myself or something. And I just, just then like a peacock darted across the street and I was like, oh yeah, be a peacock, like be proud of your feathers. Like, yes. yeah, like I've been having a lot of things like that, where it's like, um, I never was super connected to animals, but on this, like, since this last, like mission to go see the whales, it's like, animals everywhere just darting here and there like like um a hawk yesterday was just sitting in the middle of a field I was like what is happening and like a squirrel ran up to me and I was like oh my god like this isn't regular like what switched you know since I like I guess I like went and told the whales I love them in a way and after that now there's just like animals everywhere and I'm like oh my god this is so cool but I love that so much. And I see the peacock as like a guide for you that day. Yeah, totally. Well, I think that's like a big one for me is like, I'm so like small and like a turtle. And like, I've, I've been asking, like, I want to be big, like a lion or peacock, <laughs> like so bad, but I just, I never remember that I get to choose. So I think when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, I get to choose. I can be a peacock, like be a peacock, be a peacock, stop being like, a turtle (laughs) (laughs) so true I I mean I think so many of us are taught to be the turtle energy I I've been kind of doing a lot of meditation around submission and domination and really like what's the difference yeah and submission is the energy of going inside so I like the like the visuals you just gave about the turtle because it's like this energy of like coming in where domination I think we see it as like you're gonna go whip someone or be mean or boss someone around but I feel like domination is the energy of the peacock feathers coming out so and there's this, oh, fuck, I'm going to forget the name of the book, but it's like the Women's Guide Handbook to Power or something like that. It's a really corny title, <laughs> but she talks about like how femmes, it's really gender-based and I don't like that because I think. Well, I think that that's just our language for now, you know, like, yeah. I think we have or I think we've used it and it's just language. Like it's good that it's changing, but I don't, I don't think we should feel too bad, but yeah, <laughs> I don't feel too. Well, it's just that it's so like women feel like they have yeah, to yeah, be I submissive right? Yeah. when there's a lot of men in our culture or masculines who also go inside like a turtle and don't yeah. let their feathers out um yeah and and dominance is about putting the energy out there and focusing on other people right where submission is when you you put your little turtle head inside and you go did I do something wrong did I talk too loud did I should I not have said that and then all of a sudden you're holding the energy in your physical form of submission wow that's so cool yeah yeah I got a lot of that from that book but the woman's guide to power. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. It is. I mean, I read 10 pages. I'm like, I got so much from it. I've read 10 pages. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I do the same. I mean, it just, just spoke to you. That's cool, though. I never, that's really helpful because I have, I guess, like, I, I wonder how, like, you can, how you, like, transmute energy. Like, I have a lot of the, like, it's so hard for me to get over pulling in and holding in to make everyone else comfortable. Like, I just feel yeah. like I've just, done that for my whole life and that feels so good to me is like don't worry I got you I got you don't feel that like I'll hold it but I want to learn to like put my shoulders back like you know be bigger and and be like strong in in the same way or be helpful or hold space in the same way of like like you don't need to pull someone else's thing away from them so that they don't feel it but I guess like how would you yeah how do you transmute like that type of energy and I guess especially like for people with like sexual trauma where would you start to like reclaim your like you know sexual power yeah Yeah. all that stuff because that seems so like just because I've had to heal physically not that it's separate but like from a sickness last year I'm like was down at the bottom now I'm rising up and I want to like how does how, for anyone like how would you begin to heal that stuff and yeah have your body be like um a tool for joy and splendor instead of like like sorrow and pain <laughs> totally well a lot of us um are taught that we don't deserve pleasure so that's one part of it But before we can even wrap our minds and our bodies around the energy of receiving pleasure, we first have to feel all of our emotions. And it sounds like, oh, yeah, we've talked about that before. Let's just feel them. But we're not really taught how to feel. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And if you have a job, there's not like space to feel it, you know, especially like a nine to five job. Because sometimes when you feel, it's like a fucking river and you can't control the river. But when you have a job, you have to like limit, set up a dam, yeah, Yeah. to go back to work. It's not um, a coincidence that what you just said and showed in your physical body, you said like, how do I tap into like my sexual power even when people want to touch touch me I want to like punch them like family (laughs) and the biggest thing I believe in connecting to our sexual power especially as femmes is connecting to our sacred rage is connecting to being angry for that inner child that was victimized and I think we're taught about sexual trauma through the headspace and the mind. And I don't believe we have to rehash, remember all of our traumas to be able to heal them. A lot of people come to me and are like, I feel fucked up sexually, men and women. And they're like, I think I might've been molested as a kid or sexually abused, but I don't have any memories of it. Like, will you help me remember remember it? And the trick is we don't have to remember it, but it can actually be really re-traumatizing. But what we can do is tap into the emotion that we're feeling in our current timeline, the emotion that we're feeling in our current body now. And a lot of people who 
either don't remember trauma or have uh, brief memories of it. They have like a lot of feeling around it, grief, anger, pain, sadness, but they're afraid to like touch it at all because it might be too overwhelming. So I like to first start with like the age you first started to feel like anxiety in your body and like go to that timeline and let that like 15 year old be like, fuck you to whoever she wanted to say fuck you to, whether it's through a letter or a song or screaming outside. And like for you, even if we didn't want to like jump timelines, but you said you like want to punch people, (laughs) if they, if they want to touch you, I would like write out or write a letter to your family and tell them like, it makes me really fucking angry when you come near me. And just be like super honest of like what happens in your whole body. Like I clench my fist, even when you were talking about it, your finch, your fist clenched up. And I read the physical body and fists are so interesting because when hands come up, it tells me I'm either talking to a healer or a creator because um, healing comes from our hands. Creation comes from our hands. It's an, it's an extension of our heart chakra. And it's creation energy, ultimately, and sex is creation energy. Um, So when we do art, when we perform, when we sing, when we write a poem, when we do just a little craft, when we do origami, it's coming from sexual energy, in my opinion, the sacral chakra, creation energy. But if we feel like it's not safe to feel our anger, Um, we can get really blocked in our sacral chakra and it will show up in our hands because our hands will clench, our fists will get tight and it's telling us it's not safe for us to heal or to create right now. It's bringing that energy in. The fingers aren't out. When the fingers are out, that's a stance of dominance. When the fingers are in, that's like the coming in of the turtle, the submission. That's crazy. yeah. yeah. And then there's anger there too. Like anger is the protection. So allowing yourself to be angry, making safe space to feel that anger. It doesn't mean we have such a fucked up view of anger. We think we have to go like be mean to our neighbor or cuss out our mom. Yeah. And it's kind of like, no, you can just write about it. You can just yeah. feel it in your room. You can cuss out your mom on a piece of paper and then meditate with your envisioning your higher self cussing out your mom's higher self and I believe that will bring healing to this timeline wow that's incredible that's so cool because yeah I didn't personally and I'm sure other people also like I didn't know you were supposed to feel feelings like I thought the goal was to like get rid of it and I think like having a job like being on tour is like you can't there's no time to like feel feelings because you're with five other people and if you feel your feelings then you're going to feel their feelings so the best thing is like shut it down yeah like after five years of just like shutting it down being like not today you know then it's like you get home and you rest for a month of just like sleeping and not feeling and then you go back out and it's like I think having this year of just being alone or like not like being like oh my god you have a lot of feelings buddy like (laughs) you know like oh god like and yeah that's so crazy I do have one question is like have you ever heard of like um like like electric hands like where your 
like have do you know anyone that's like my hands are always buzzing like just like constantly buzzing do you know what that is yeah I feel like um it's connected to frequency and that frequency is part of your superpower like a high electric frequency you you look scared right now (laughs) (laughs) it's just like it's so I'm like I want to hear this and I'm excited to maybe look at it in a positive way but they're just like like all the time and it's I'm just like is there um, yeah glitch out or something like <laughs> um so I feel like you're highly psychic so this is just my feeling yeah. you're your ultimate guide your ultimate teacher your ultimate knower so if anything I say doesn't resonate just feel like trust yourself <laughs> but um I feel like you're highly psychic and you you pick up on a lot of emotion and energy from everyone. Even just how you just talked about being on tour. You're like, I couldn't feel my emotion because then I would feel everyone's. Yeah. yeah. It, it's because that sounds you, funny hearing that. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you do absorb everyone's. And I think it makes so much fucking sense to me that you're in music with your hands, right? <laughs> you play the electric guitar, right? Yeah. Kenya? Yeah. yeah. And you have electric fingers. It's all part of your superpower. Oh, okay. (laughs) But you can use that, like in the 3D, it's like playing the electric guitar. In the 3D and galactic, that's pretty fucking galactic too. (laughs) But it's not like, we're not like, we're like, yeah, people play the guitar, you know? But I think you can do a lot of healing with that. Like you can, all that electricity that's running through your hands, you can bring healing to other people's bodies with that in my opinion. No, I, that's awesome. I want to like, yeah, I want to move towards. I see you on some dimension, like allowing yourself to get so big and so fucking angry and you just let your hands go and you're just (laughs) shooting all this energy from your fingertips and all the trees in the forest just fall down and you like rise up. Um, Cool. Yeah. No, I think, I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's all connected. It's like being sort of like a timid mouse and knowing like I might upset the natural order like even my plants I'm like did it I'm sorry I I moved your leaf (laughs) I feel like you're a little mean to yourself about like (laughs) about the part of you that's a people pleaser and the way I see it is like you're a people pleaser because you literally are feeling every energy's energy So you like can feel the energy of your plants so you're like I'm sorry yeah sorry oh no I'm so sorry but I do have one question for you um is I was actually looking for someone um like a non like uh male born human to uh that has ever done or tried um DMT um to explain that a little bit because I've never heard that type another type of human discuss their uh relationship with it would you mind talking about that for a sec yeah, I will definitely talk to you about that. First, I also want to say about your hands, though. Yeah. I just went like woo and weird, but more in a physical level is when you're a highly empath- empathetic person, it, it fucks with your adrenals. So your yeah. adrenal glands, your nervous system. Yeah. So <laughs> I would be doing adaptogenic herbs if it feels right in your body, like depending on what else you're taking or doing. What does that mean? I'm not like, I'm 
I basically in your guys's language, like I just kind of woke up to this. That's shit. so cool. I yeah. love it. And yeah, and it's it's been st- strategic that a lot of us don't know about herbs and yeah. how our sort of hierarchy systems are built. We're taught like we have to go to this forty thousand dollar herb school or do this or do that when really they're just weeds growing in our backyard and you can just Google what they mean. But adaptogens are herbs that help our body adapt to stress. Oh, cool. And then there's nervines that help our nervous system within our bodies. So the adaptogens are really good for like the adrenal glands and the nervines are for the nervous system. That's so cool. Yeah, I love it. So for people who are highly psychic or artists on on tour constantly having to adapt you know I would say that's part of your superpower too is you're just constantly adapting and your body gets like the cortisol levels will release in in extreme amounts when we're stressed the adaptogens just kind of help balance that out so uh Tulsi holy basil it's a tea. It's an adaptogen. Um, ashwagandha is an adaptogen. Oh, right. I'm gonna write that down. Rhodiola. I feel like I've like seen that. Oh yeah, like, holy basil's party. Yeah, it's pretty popular. Yeah, and it's probably a guide for you. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it's and on a like a more witchy level, holy basil reminds us we're holy. Whoa, cool. That we're like the God, you know, that we can let our feathers out and it's going to be okay. Yeah. 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 So DMT, every time I've done DMT, it's been a very extreme, extreme situation. (laughs) It always feels like death or birth. Yeah. And the first time I did it, I was with my best friend and we were probably like 18 or 19. She's since passed from ODing on heroin. I'm so sorry. Yeah, there's pain there, but I also think she, I also think there's like a lot of magical people who died right before COVID or like a year or two before COVID to sort of help us prepare for this in a way to like be on the other side. And I see life like I've worked as a death doula, so I don't see death as the end. I see our existence as infinite. Yeah. But sure. the first time I did DMT with her, we were in a circle and we were just like fucked up kids. But we hadn't <laughs> done any dr- other drugs or alcohol that night. And somehow we got this like local drug dealer <laughs> who's a couple years older than us to pretend to be our shaman for the night. <laughs> but he actually like held really nice space where he could have been fucked up, you yeah. know? I think sometimes we just have to make room for the divine masculine to shine. And there hasn't always been spaces for them to feel comfortable and shining. So we made a space for him and DMT like happens really fast. And what I saw right away, but it feels like it's forever. And (laughs) I saw the ocean and that it was really dark outside. And then I saw my body and I was watching my body from above. And I saw my body like bloody, ripped open, bruises. (laughs) 
And then I saw my dad like dragging my bloody body by its hair. And then my mom also like dragging my bloody body and it just felt, and I was like dying and they were putting my body on this boat and then pushing my boat out into the ocean. And then once they pushed it out, they kind of disappeared, my mom and my dad. And I felt like me who was watching, so like my higher self, came forward and was like standing over my dead body. And I was working with this healer at the time who was actually just a local chiropractor. And I had prayed to my guides that I could get some sort of healing because my periods had stopped. My body wasn't doing good at the time. And this like chiropractor just jumped into my timeline and he was like, I'll give you all of your treatments for free. And he helped me with herbs and healing trauma. And there was part of me where I was like, oh, he's going to try to fuck me. He's good. Like, he's going to be a creep. There's no way he can do this for free. And it never was like that. That's so cool. Yeah. And then in the DMT trip, they were like pushing my body out. And my higher self was there. And then he was in the water. And then all these teachers who I consider teachers in my life came forward and then they were like surrounding my dead body. And then I feel like that dead body at the end of it integrated with my higher self, like who I am now. Oh my God. And then I like woke up. Hi, everybody. If you like this podcast or just like being nice, please go subscribe, like and save this episode. If you like being really, really, really nice, go check out our Patreon page. There you will find a veritable breeding ground for cool and secret podcasts and Death Valley Girls content. Thank you. And then I had to drive the drug addict three hours back to his home. Oh, the drug dealer. I said, (laughs) oh, that's so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's so cool. And so um, other times have you like you go somewhere basically you you experience Mm -hmm. a scene when you yeah I think like I think I go to like other timelines and I think that one was so good for me because it really showed me that what I call my guides is my higher self I think there's other parts to that but it's it's myself so you're like how the fuck do I hear my guides well it's it is confusing because it is you it's just you sort of in the future the future version of you yeah totally yeah and then another time I did it I was going to Meow Wolf in Santa Fe I saw that you guys are playing in Meow Wolf (laughs) I mean I didn't like it was just a meow wolf immersion weekend and I (laughs) and it was a while ago so it was before meow wolf was really popping off and the art I love it I just love that energy there there. that's like a almost like 80 percent of the reason we are doing this tour is because I'm like I want to go there I want to play there like I want to come watch you there yeah for real yeah Yeah, totally I'm writing that down I'll I'll put you on the list. (laughs) I'm so excited. It's such a cool venue. It's I'm so excited. Yeah, that's gonna be so fun. We can hug. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So 
I was staying in a hotel that weekend and I was like, I'm supposed to do DMT while I'm here. And my friend who I was just telling you about, I had only done DMT with her and she had just died right before that. And so I did DMT on the hotel bed and like popped up on the bed next to me. And she was like, dog, you came here to experience art. Like, why are you doing drugs in a hotel room? Like go outside. And then, and then she was like, take a deep breath. And I took a deep breath. And then I saw all of these, what felt like random timelines. I saw myself things that really happened. Like I saw myself and my little brother getting on the school bus. Then rapidly, I saw this like dirty hotel room where I think there was trauma, but the trauma was covered up and it sort of unlocked the trauma then. And I felt like I could release it. So it was like, I was rapidly going through these old timelines as my higher self. And then I just woke up. Yeah. See, my experience, that's why I was just like, I need to talk to someone because my experience is, is like hell kind of, it's just, it's just like, it's just like um, a completely immersive moment of eternal knowledge that I'm just light, but in a bad way. Like, I just like, you're just like, you're, your eternal consciousness just looking through the lens of Bonnie right now, but every single thing is happening right now that the future, the past, everything is one. And it all like, it's just like, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it's like not, ple- I don't go anywhere. I just am like, ah, and I like scream. I'm like, stop, please stop. Like, I just like, but I want what everyone else has, but it's just like. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think there's something going on in the galactic right now too. Was that recent? Yeah. Um, have you only done it recently yeah so I did it recent when I say recent like the last year and it was awful okay that's it was horrific oh I'm supposed to I'm like here to like learn and teach like why can't I get some learning in (laughs) you know this is like just and I don't want to be negative about it but I was like there's this I don't like (laughs) this I don't like (laughs) you know Um, Yeah, I kept getting the message uh, since last fall that we're not supposed to be. I hate saying we're not because like everyone do do what you're supposed to do. I think that that's helpful because I, I would, that makes sense, at least to me is like, I felt like everything in my body was like, don't do this. And I was like, I'm going to do it anyways. (laughs) And then it was like, "Ah," and I you know, it wasn't good. And then I did, I was like, do it again. And I was just like pacing around my house for like an hour, like, uh-uh, I don't want to do this. And then I did it. It was horrible. And I was like, okay, like, so it's good to know that it's not me. It's just not a good time for that. Yeah. That's what I keep getting is like, we're, we're so open right now. Like our, our energy fields are so open left and right our superpowers are coming up springing out of us and I think we don't have to travel to get the codes the codes are like within us right now and I feel like traveling almost zaps us out some of us I'm sure some people have had great experiencing experiences uh tripping the last year uh I have not whoa yeah that's Mm -hmm. interesting um I guess one thing that I feel, but I don't really know that much about, and I guess people would be 
super excited to hear about it if this is the first time is uh timelines um and i know you do like timeline jumping and all of that stuff um and i guess yeah can you talk about like what what that is to you and uh yeah i guess start there <laughs> yeah i think going back to the matrix um the matrix sort of programs us by having us believe in this artificial thing called time or that time is linear and I don't believe time is linear at all I think there's multiple timelines existing simultaneously meaning that who you were as a five-year-old is still existing in that year cool And like who you were as a 22 year old is still existing. And then your higher self is still existing. And I think through going into our emotion, into energies in our physical realm, we can energy energetically go back to those timelines. Like you can energetically go back to where your five-year-old self was like on a playground and go talk to them and show up as a spirit guide from this timeline that's so cool wow (laughs) that's so cool Um, I love it so so when you talk about jumping timelines does that mean from going back and talking yourself before or is it just now I'm I'm like yeah no I think it's both okay (laughs) I, I think it's both and I think we're all confused I think we're all just trying to figure out language for it now yeah and new downloads are coming to us all the time or different ways of understanding it and it's coming to the collective you know it's not just coming it's not coming to like me or actually the first time I saw it was doing that DMT trip and this guide came out to me who was a man and he was like you this is part of your power Lisa you're a healer in the way that you can just go to these times and reprogram the trauma that happened like reprogram how you processed it as a 12 year old and show up and support that 12 year old self so that's the way of doing it in like a past timeline healing but I think we can do it for future timelines too And some people just call that manifestation. It's not too different from manifesting, but it's like, for me, I think of something I want and then I feel that energy in my body. I perceive I'm on that timeline, like I'm living in that existence. And it's not the energy of, oh, this is what I want. It's the energy of this is what I have and this is where I feel it in my body. And then I think, reality starts to mirror what's going on internally externally that's and that becomes its own timeline yeah that's so cool yeah uh I guess I never thought about it which is weird in the sense of it being manifesting because that's exactly that's what they are um so you do so when you work with people like do you is that or what's some of the ways that you work with people is in like is it uh typically going back and fixing things or is it like 
getting you in the zone of your future timeline or is it both yeah <laughs> it's totally both because okay. <laughs> because it's not linear right right so it's even, so hard like no, I wanna... I, when I say like right I'm even saying that for myself because yeah. I still talk about it linear like I know yeah. you said going back but like when you go back and heal you're also like going forward you're changing the future by going back yeah, that's what the that's the what the DMT was just like. It's all right now. Everything's happening right now. It's all the same. There's no, and I think for that made me like almost want to barf. But I I wanted like, yeah, like digest it and get it and be like, okay, like I know what you're talking about. But I'm just like, yeah, it's so it's so hard. I guess we've been trained like every second of every day to think of it as this like forward thing and what you do now is only affecting the future but so that's so cool and when you say holographic healer is that that's the timeline yeah that's totally the timeline thing and going into different parts of the energy field and the physical body and the emotion like emotion I truly believe can unlock our superpowers emotion can open up the timelines and we can support the emotion and support the physical and energetic realm through herbs. So it's just bringing in other energies to support it. That's no, that's perfect and wonderful and beautiful. And like, I think, uh, yeah, as I guess, and thinking about it as something that's being downloaded to everyone is like exactly the trip I'm on right now is like, it's all about emotion. Like I didn't ever know that before, but it's like, it's, that's just like emotions, like anger, get in touch with it. That's your power. And like, I guess, yeah, I went to a mental institution as a, as a 15 year old person who was like, um, which yeah, was just like the things that just stop being you basically is the main message I was getting as a human was stop being you and every way and like anything you think about energy like that wasn't doesn't exist or whatever and like um yeah and don't be mad don't have any feelings and so and also it's like the stuff we're talking about now kind of like magic stuff they're not that into it turns out in the mental health community here but some people are and I guess that's another thing is like how like the the kind of connection between mental instability seeming and like you know all of this power stuff I guess is like it's a very thin line um but I guess as long as you feel safe that's when you know it's not you're not like mentally ill I guess or what do you what do you feel about that like our culture thinking spirit guides are mean you're crazy but like I guess yeah like what do you what do you think about all that I think that in order to force people to go to work 40 hours a week (laughs) and spend their money just to live and to survive and then give them alcohol and food that's poisoned. That's all the matrix to me. And I feel like for the matrix to thrive, um, we have to vilify people who are seeing their own powers we have to vilify people who see past the veil so I feel like there's been this um 
this sort of energy of collectively vilifying people who step out of the norm, who step out of the matrix. And I think we're still doing it. I don't think we're out of that. I think even in spiritual communities, even witches who claim, oh, I do like deep shadow work and I'm into feeling, don't really know how to hold space for sometimes their own deep sacred rage or someone else's. And we quickly turn manifestation into this idea or jumping timelines into this idea of, oh, if you're suffering, you created it. If you're suffering, you're doing that to the algorithm. And I think we all suffer. And I think standing in our suffering is so fucking important. Yeah. without giving it some sort of spiritual twist, some sort of positive antidote. Right, right now, the world is really scary. Right now, I believe there will be a mass awakening. And typically, like what I've always, when I do, like when I write poetry, I'm just like channeling, you know? Yeah. And something, and so words just come out of me and they don't always make sense. But something I keep writing is, mass awakening accompanied with mass extinction and like that it's just a part of it right now yeah. and I think so many spiritual people want to jump on and decide whether it's good or bad and pretend like we have the answers and I don't have all the answers in it but I do know that with death it is so important to grieve yeah. it is so important to feel your sadness yeah. fear is a messenger and a lot of us are afraid right now. And I think there's so much fucking positive spiritual bullshit that's like, oh, if you're afraid, jump off that timeline and just be blissed out. And I'm like, yeah. no, if you're afraid, you might be getting some messages to help yeah. your own survival, to yeah. help you cope. Fear is like our friend. And I don't think we should stuff it down. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think that's uh, a lot of us that have trauma are, have all our, not all, but have our magical abilities because uh, of fear and like just being a human animal, like you learn to evolve with fear um, to stay away from getting eaten or whatever else you're, you know, fear is like good um, and it's, it's protects you. Um, but I also think yeah, anger seems really scary because you don't know if you're just going to pop off into the atmosphere and just you don't like you just never know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, this week, I could just say is like um, one of the Rolling Stones died, my, my favorite one. And like I hadn't cried just as a human in like a year or something, just from just devastation and like mourning and not even knowing why and like inconsolable and every time I looked at anything just reminded me of him and like and it was so powerful and so cool and so cleaning and cleansing and like just just something I couldn't choose when that day was you know it just it just happened like and it, it like took over and I was like this is so cool like um and I was like oh yeah emotions aren't they're, they need to move and that was like such a beautiful thing and like looking at that day I'm just like wow that was so lucky to feel so much um and just like surrender to a feeling and I had no choice like I had 
you know, and it was like my face was all puffy and my nose was all messed up. And I was like, you know, and everyone was like calling. I was like, I don't know. Like, but yeah, I think, I think, yeah, when everyone's always like, don't cry, you know, like, um, or yeah, like you can change your minds, like, or be positive or like, how can you flip this? It's like, never, yeah, just sit with that and be like, wow, I'm so sad. Like, I can't believe I'm able to feel this much in a any time is so powerful and cool uh, thank it's you so for reminding cool. me <laughs> yeah it is so cool but I think like we don't even know how to do it for our friends you know yeah even me who's constantly blabbing about feel your emotion sometimes yeah. when my friend is in it I want to be like you're fucking dope yeah, yeah, you're awesome. It's all yeah. gonna be okay. And yeah. It's not bad that we're saying that necessarily, but it is um, like micro covering it up. Yeah, well, it's it's yeah, it's so hard to just be like, yeah, to just let someone feel uncomfortable. It's like it's like torture to just let someone like hold space for their sadness and not try and fix it. I think I just you're a Virgo, right? Well, yes. Happy birthday. When's your birthday? September 16th. I'm happy a Virgo. Birthday. Thank you. I'm a Virgo sun and a Virgo rising. Oh, so much Virgo. And an yeah. Aries moon. Yikes. Dang. Whoa. Venus Scorpio. Dang, girl. That's a <laughs> lot. Yeah. I'm a Virgo. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's like nearly impossible for me to just like let someone have bad feelings. Like, I'm just like, uh, here's, here's why that's not really your feeling, but, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's funny, but I guess it's all like, you know, I guess it's, there's just a lot to learn and things are shifting, you know, um, but I think it's important what you said earlier. And that's like, when you were on tour, you were afraid of feeling your emotion because you'd feel their emotion. Yeah. I think the opposite goes too. like we're afraid for our, to let our friends be in their grief because then we'll have to feel our grief as well whoa yeah Cause for we, sure because we are telepathic you know we are empathic empathic beings I, I think everyone is some are just have way more onion layers on so they're not tuned into it well I think but, yeah sorry but I think without I think, I mean, I don't think it's exclusive to people with trauma, but I think without trauma, you don't take the time to focus on safety. Like trauma forces you to focus on safety, which forces you to focus on energy. So I think that yeah. it's like, if you're not forced to, you're probably, yeah, you're just going to work or whatever, like avoiding it. But if you're forced to, you become, that becomes like, yeah, like a, a super, super power. Um, and I think yeah. everyone has it, but they're just not forced to think about it. Um, yeah. but I guess one other question I have is like, it's so easy to do that for me, for my friends and so impossible for me to do that for myself. Like, do, do you find it hard to stick up for yourself in your head or are you, where are you with that? <laughs> like, where are you with being in touch with yourself and sticking up for yourself? And yeah. That stuff? Well, I think I scare people a bit because... <laughs> Because I have a very soft voice and um, I'm five foot two. Me too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, um, and I do hold a lot of space for like earth energy. 
an emotion, but I think I'm very firm in boundaries. I'm very, uh, (laughs) yeah. And I'm very tapped into my sacred rage. Uh, And and at my highest self, I, I transmute that rage. I do like, my brother always has a joke about it. He's like, yeah, I know if you get mad at me, you're just going to go write a really mean poem. Ooh, <laughs> scary. And I do. I like a lot of my rage comes out through my writings yeah. um, in my creations. But that's when I'm like aligned. Yeah. And I am not always aligned. When I'm not aligned, like my rage will come out and I will break shit. Yeah. I will scream. I will cry. I will throw myself on the floor. Um, and that used to scare me, but now it happens a lot less because I see it as just that five-year-old timeline taking the wheel and I will get triggered and frantic. So I think uh, I'm very tuned into my emotions, but that's not all, that's not great in this world always, you know, especially if you want to be likable and palatable. Um, I would say there's like, I'm, I'm heavy and hard to chew sometimes. And and it's been hard in the spiritual community and in like the witch community, because people will be like, oh yeah, we're like, we're doing shadow work. And then (laughs) if I'm like in my pain, like this summer, someone was like, you just don't have hope, you know? like a spiritual person is like, you know, when I'm going through it, I have hope, but like, I feel like you don't have hope. And I was like, feeling my darkness, communicating with the fear, allowing my rage to be, to me seems like the only hope because it's the truth when it's the truth, you know, to me, like the truth is the ultimate, not that I am always truthful or not like in my truth all the time, but it's the fucking goal. Yeah. You know? For sure. And, and I think the best thing we can do for ourselves, the way we can set ourselves free, I hate when people are like, just love yourself, love yourself, because I don't know what that means. Yeah. And when I asked my guides, what does it mean? They were like, just be so fucking true to how you're feeling in your body in the moment. Yeah. And be okay if other people don't like it. And I'm totally not okay when other people don't like it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They don't like me. <laughs> but yeah, but that's what you're working on. Or not even working yeah. on, but that's that's yeah. you know what the sort of goal or next few steps what you want it to be. Yeah. Well, well, that's allowing the emotion too. It's like I feel the rage and or the sadness usually people aren't upset at me for feeling rage because I think rage is so personal and yeah, um, yeah. and I don't it's not that like everyone sees it unless I like do an art piece that's pretty dark yeah um <laughs> but with grief I feel like grief really scares people right now because we have been so traumatized in yeah. COVID that I think a lot of us have stored up grief so there was a certain period in the summer where I was just crying like crazy yeah and just like releasing a lot of sort of grief and that's when I was told like you don't have hope and fuck what was I getting at I totally forgot what that's I was okay. no, I, I don't know but I mean I think that that's cool and I'm glad and I if you ever need to grieve out you can always talk to me because I I'm more freaked out by people that are like oh I'm fine like nothing I mean it's over right 
it's over now. Right? Yeah. It's back to normal. It's like, what are you talking about? If you didn't just change completely or like become a thousand percent more who you are, like, I don't, you're not, I can't consider you like alive. <laughs> it's just too, I can't like, it boggles my mind. People that have, like, don't not, and not to be like not to have judgment but it's like if you didn't use this as an opportunity in any way to grow in any direction even become way 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 worse of a person like I think there I think you need to really like take like a week off of life and just like look inside your head because it's yeah it's you should be filled with grief or whatever but you should be filled right now (laughs) with something because this is so the most intense thing that has ever happened in our lifetime, uh, I think that I can, I mean, I was, yeah, it's like I was in New York in for 9-11 and that was really intense and had a really huge impact on the way I look at the sky. But I will say nothing, you know, has been like every single day, a huge, intense, life altering piece of information for like a year straight, you know? So yeah, grieve girl. <laughs> Do it. Thank you. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. It'd be weird not to. <laughs> and I think when you're like a healer and a creator, you're, you're, and a destroyer. It's like, you're part of, sometimes we grieve for the collective and not just ourselves. Yes. You know? Dude. Yes. Sorry. But so <laughs> yeah. like not to get an political at all, but um, or whatever, but uh, when the last president got COVID, like that was one of the most horrible, I've never felt as horrible as I felt that day, to be honest, physically sick, barfing, like just just from the fear of people realizing that, I don't know, it's just like, yeah, just the way other people feel is like shitty, <laughs> shitty to feel <laughs> people's feelings. But I think yeah. you feel like, I feel like super calm and like really relaxed. And do you, people also just, is that what you do? Do you just like have a really calming and like soothing effect on people? Well, I think, I think that, <laughs> I mean, I hope so. But <laughs> I think that by feeling our emotion, like I let myself feel, right? So I'm constantly feeling transmuting and like releasing. Yeah. So, and a lot of people, if they're not doing that, you'll, you'll pick up on it energetically okay, when you're talking right. to them, even yeah. if it's just on the phone, like yeah. you'll, you'll feel like their anxiety, but you know, they're not saying they have anxiety and you don't, you're not calling them out, but you're like, you're feeling it under the surface. Yeah. And I think for me, I'm, I'm just so used to like feeling transmuting, processing, releasing that less of that's there. So there's more of like this heavy earth energy that can be calming. Yeah, you feel really good to talk to. Thank (laughs) you so much. This was so much fun. I feel like I have a million questions, but I also want to just like think about everything that we just said. Um, Can you tell everybody where that they can find you? Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I love talking with you. You have very bubble, like your energy feels (laughs) like bubbles and I like love it. (laughs) But like, you can also feel that your Virgo earth energy too, like connected to the ground. And I love the electric fingers. I think yeah. that's so fucking dope. No, thank you for, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to use any of your energy to help my personal body, but that's, 
really no I love that because yeah, your energy helped me that's the thing that there's there's no such thing as just like the guru that comes down and heals like if I'm a healer that just means I'm co-creating with the other person you know what I mean every time I do I hate calling them readings but every time I do a reading we're both giving each other the energy and we're yeah. creating with each other so you were doing it to me too yeah no I read that on your on your website that's so cool because it is it really is a collaborative thing but i've never heard yeah anyone say that so you're super cool <laughs> so you're super you. cool <laughs> yeah well you can find me um you can book a reading at lacyfree.com or on instagram at lacy is free or on patreon slash lacy free cool well thank you so much for being here and sharing your energy and wonderful knowledge um, and have so much fun. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>